When Jessica was asked about the central message given by Our Lady in Civitavecchia, she replied, speaking of the demons, the main message is that they want to destroy the family, and then the apostasy in the church and the risk of a third world war. Hello and welcome to this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. We're going to speak about an interview with Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano with LifeSite News. I know everybody's interested in Archbishop Vigano's condemnation of Archbishop Gregory in Washington, D.C. for having really uh, slandered the President of the United States. Archbishop Vigano called him a false shepherd. However, even more important than that, Archbishop Vigano, the former nuncio of the United States, explains the history of a very special apparition of Our Lady approved by the Church that's only 25 years old. In those revelations, Our Lady spoke about the apostasy in the Church and the darkness that overshadows Rome, the need to consecrate Italy to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. She also spoke about the risk of a third world war following the apostasy. You're going to want to stay tuned. Take a look at this. This is Cardinal Burke talking in 2017 about demonic forces entering the church at that time in 2017. Hard to believe that so long ago. This was given at Rome Life Forum, a conference that LifeSite has been running since 2014, actually. Do you know that we're running another one this year, October 31st and November 1st? That is right at the end of this horrific synod on synodality. October 31st, November 1st, 2023. Come join us in Rome. Go to romelifeforum.com for more information. Watch Cardinal Burke give this snippet on demonic forces entering into the Vatican from his talk at Rome Life Forum in 2017. It seems clear from the most respected studies of the apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima that it has to do with the diabolical forces unleashed upon the world in our time and entering into the very life of the church. For the recovery of peace will be a gift from heaven, but it is not properly speaking the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Her victory is of another order, supernatural, and then temporal by addition. It will first be the victory of the faith which will put an end to the time of apostasy and the great shortcomings of the church's pastors. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So right off the bat, let me tell you that one of the most interesting things about this apparition of Our Lady is that the main seer, whose name is Jessica Gregori, the daughter of the family who witnessed these apparitions and supernatural events, was given by Our Lady the content, get this, of the third secret of Fatima. And this message was passed on to Pope John Paul II at the time. In fact, Jessica herself met in 1996 with Sister Lucia of Fatima and was able to compare her message with the message that Sister Lucia received and they were the same. LifeSite News interviewed Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano on this subject because he spoke about the visions or the apparitions in Civitavecchia, which is located just in the outskirts of Rome. And so you, we asked Archbishop Vigano why he mentioned this, what happened there. And here's what he said. By the way, this 
whole account, the whole full interview, which is a very long interview, can be found on LifeSite News. I'm going to give you main clips from it, but I welcome you, I encourage you to go read the full interview at LifeSite News. Archbishop Vigano described what happened at these apparitions 25 years ago in Civitavecchia this way. He said on February 20, excuse me, on February 2nd, 1995 at 4.21 p.m., Jessica Gregori, a little girl who was not even six years old at the time, she was still five, was about to go to Holy Mass with her family when for the first time she saw a small statue of Mary Most Holy crying tears of blood in the small stone grotto which her father had recently built in front of their house. Fabio, her father, was putting his 18-month-old son David into the car when he heard his daughter crying out repeatedly. When he heard the word blood, he rushed over and realized what was happening, even though at first it was quite perplexing. He continued, this is Archbishop Vigano's account of what happened at Civitavecchia. He said, from that day on, the phenomenon repeated itself a total of 13 times in front of crowds of witnesses until February 6th. Numerous public security agents who were promptly called by Fabio were also present uninterruptedly during these days to guard the sacred image and would also give sworn testimony about these events during the investigation. A storm broke out around the young family. The parish priest, who was the first eyewitness after the members of the family, informed the diocesan bishop, a Monsignor Girolamo Grillo. But Bishop Grillo did not want to know about the event. In fact, he tore up the first report that was written by the parish priest himself. Bishop Grillo's hostility to the events was very strong and triggered negative media reaction. At the request of various parties, the judiciary, even, that's the local authority, investigated the family on multiple counts. They carried out all sorts of research and examination on the liquid, on the statue, and in the homes of the Grigori family and their relatives. Fabio Grigori himself pushed for these investigations to be carried out because he wanted the truth to be revealed and to protect his family, even to the point of proposing to mortgage their house in order to pay for the very expensive DNA testing that needed to be done. And remember, this is only 25 years ago, by the way. So Archbishop Vigano continued this way. He said, The statue of Mary was confiscated by the bishop and kept in his own home, where it continued to weep blood in front of various witnesses until March 15th. Bishop Grillo himself told me what happened that day. That is, Archbishop Vigano recounting that Bishop Grillo himself told Archbishop Vigano what happened that day, March 15th. And here's what he said. It was 8.15 in the morning after celebrating Holy Mass. Bishop Grillo acceded to his sister's request to pray before the sacred image, which he had been keeping in a closet. With the people who were present that day, Bishop Grillo began reciting the Hail Holy Queen. And when they said the line, Turn then, most gracious advocate, that eyes of mercy towards us. The statue began to weep blood. The shock was so great that the bishop had to receive first aid from a cardiologist. And to continue with Archbishop Vigano's account, he said, 
After this disturbing event, Bishop Griot radically changed his attitude. He stopped the DNA investigation, he established a theological commission, and began an ecclesiastical process to study and verify the event. As he himself, that's the bishop himself, would declare, he changed from being a judge to a witness. In the meantime, the Pope, who was at that time John Paul II, let the bishop know that he was personally interested and invited him not to be skeptical. Now the tables were turned. The media turned against the bishop and did not accept his testimony, and the judiciary, that's the local authority, took the little statue into custody. At that point, John Paul II gave a tangible sign of his support and closeness. On April 10, 1995, he, that's John Paul II, sent his close friend, Cardinal Andrej Maria Descour, to preside over a prayer vigil in the diocesan cathedral in reparation for the seizure of the statue. On that occasion, the cardinal also blessed on the Pope's behalf a second statue that was identical to the one that had cried, which was then given to the family. Subsequently, this new statue would display phenomenon of exuding a fragrant oil before numerous witnesses. The same statue, that's the second statue, wept tears of water during the days of the final agony of John Paul II in 2005. And then, again on the same days from March 28th to April 2nd the following year, on March 31st, 2006, Bishop Griot personally witnessed this weeping once again, and he testified to it publicly in the press. Archbishop Vigano continues this way. He said, After the first statue of the Blessed Mother was released from custody by the judiciary on June 11, 1995, John Paul II wanted to venerate and crown her in the Vatican at his apartment but in secret so as not to interfere with the investigation of the diocesan commission. He later confirmed in writing that this event happened in a document dated October 8th, 2000, which was personally signed by him, that's by Pope John Paul II, on the following October 20th. On June 17, 1995, the original statue of the Blessed Mother was solemnly exposed in the parish church in Civita Vecchia for the public veneration of the faithful, where she remains to this day. On March 15, 2005, the 10th anniversary of the last time the statue wept in 1995, the diocesan bishop issued a decree for the construction of a shrine. So, we asked, that's LifeSite News' Dr. Micah Hickson, who did this interview, this fantastic interview with Archbishop Vigano. We asked him, what are the main messages of Our Lady to Jessica and her father, Fabio Gregori? And the Archbishop responded this way. He said, beginning on February 6, 1995, shortly after the 13th occasion of weeping, Fabio heard an external voice talking to him. Actually, Anna Maria, his wife, had already previously been the recipient of revelations in the form of dreams, and little by little, the entire family gradually became involved in the celestial manifestations. 
Archbishop Vigano continued, but from that moment on, this voice spoke many times, but with different identities. Sometimes the father, that's God the father, sometimes the son. Then beginning on July 2nd, 1995, a series of apparitions began to happen of Jesus, Mary, and the angels, including numerous messages ending on May 17, 1996. The Blessed Virgin also appeared again recently, giving a message on December 23, 2018. When Jessica was asked about the central message given by Our Lady in Civitavecchia, she replied, Speaking of the demons, the main message is that they want to destroy the family, and then the apostasy in the Church and the risk of a Third World War. Archbishop Vigano continued, he said, The most obvious message is the sign of Mary weeping tears of blood. The voice heard by Fabio revealed that it is the blood of Jesus shed for all the children who turn away from her immaculate heart to give you salvation. This, at the same time, both a warning of grave danger and the offering of the means of salvation. Archbishop Vigano said, there is also a heartfelt warning of a particular danger for Italy. And he quoted from the, the, the uh, apparition, Your nation is in grave danger. In Rome, darkness is descending more and more on the rock that my son Jesus left you on, which to build up, educate, and spiritually raise his children. Bishops, your task is to continue the growth of God's church since you are God's heirs. End quote. The messages contain a warning of a fierce attack by Satan against the family as a strategy to destroy the church, Archbishop Vigano said, adding, together with an internal attack made by means of many priests. Archbishop Vigano also said, the heartfelt and strong words are precisely those of a distressed mother. And then quoting from the apparition, he said, children, the church has entered the period of a great trial and in many of you, the faith will become unstable, end quote. The messages, he said, also warn of a great danger of a third world war, which may be a nuclear war, but which can be stopped with, quote, weapons stronger than those used, which are love, prayers, humility, the rosary, and true conversion of your hearts to God through our Heavenly Mother, who is holding you all in her arms close to her immaculate heart, end quote. There is an insistent request for the consecration of families to her Immaculate Heart, Archbishop Vigano relates. Not only of families, but also of parishes, cities, dioceses, and the world as a pledge of protection on her part. And quoting from the apparition again, he says, Consecrate yourselves all to me, to my Immaculate Heart, and I will protect your nation under my mantle now full of graces. And she begs, this is Our Lady begging, listen to me, please, I beg you. I am your heavenly mother, I beg you, do not make me weep again, seeing so many of my children die for your faults by not accepting me and allowing Satan to act, End quote. But the appeals of Our Lady also instill great peace. And Archbishop Vigano quotes Our Lady again, saying, my Immaculate Heart will transform your sufferings into joys, which you accept with true love, for these are trials which the Lord Jesus allows. You know that here on LifeSite, we love to tell amazing stories. 
There are few so heroic and amazing as the story we're about to tell you that's coming soon. You gotta watch this. When I was in seminary, I was reading a book by Henry Nouwen. He talked about a nuclear man, you know, and people who grew up in the 1980s were kind of formed by that immediate and constant threat of nuclear annihilation. My generation has grown up, you know, under the specter of priestly sexual abuse. What say you, Mr. Poor Person? Is the defendant guilty or not guilty? I think that for many of us, that has also been all-encompassing, you know. I mean, I entered the seminary in January of 2004, and it's basically been there for me from in the beginning. One priest's sacrifice for many priestly sins. The story of Father John Hollowell. Coming soon from LifeSite News. We also asked Archbishop Vigano. We said, uh, this is uh, Dr. Micah Hickson said, there was an investigation of these supernatural events by a diocesan commission. Can you tell us about the results of that investigation and whether the apparition has been approved by the church? Archbishop Vigano explained that the diocesan commission set up by the bishop expressed itself in favor of the supernatural in, uh, nature of the event by a majority. Moreover, he said in 1997, Bishop Grillo himself forwarded the results to the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, and October, on October 27, 1997, the CDF announced the establishment of a commission presided over by Cardinal Camillo Ruini. This commission was dissolved without ever publishing a verdict, which juridically means the tacit confirmation of the diocesan commission's verdict. So, there are numerous signs, though, of indirect recognition by the Church, explained Archbishop Vigano, and these are those. So, he said, first of all, the solemn exposition of the miraculous statue of the Blessed Mother to the public veneration in the parish church, in accord with the request made by uh, made to Fabio by the voice heard on February 6, 1995. Secondly, the solemn consecration of the city of Civita Vecchia and the diocese by the bishop in obedience to the Virgin's message of December 7, 1995, which was read publicly during the ceremony on December 8, 1996. Third, the document drawn up by the bishop on October 8, 2000, and countersigned by Pope John Paul II on October 20, 2000, certifying the pontifical veneration and crowning of the statue. Fourthly, the decree of erection of the diocesan shrine at the parish church where the statue is venerated. Again, the Holy Mass celebrated by the diocesan bishop in the house of the Gregory family, as well as the simultaneous written removal of all prohibitions previously prudentially issued against the family. Also, the publication by the diocesan bishop of a dossier on the event on the 10th anniversary of the weeping in the Diocesan Review of 2005. Also, there's the desire expressed in writing by Bishop Griot to publish news and messages on the event in a book written by the Vice President of the Diocesan Theological Commission, which was published in 2005 by Father Flavio Ubodi. Also, there are numerous written and filmed testimonies by Bishop Griot about the tears and also the exuding of oil, as well as his relationship with the Gregory family. 
There is also the announcement of the beginning of construction of the shrine by Bishop Grio's successor, Bishop Carlo Schenes, on August 28, 2008. He later died prematurely and was unable to complete the project. However, he was able to leave a written letter of attestation of the fidelity of the Grigori family to the church on March 1, 2008. Finally, there's the solemn coronation of the holy statue by Bishop Chenis's successor, Bishop Luigi Marucci, on April 26, 2014, who was the bishop at the time. He has since resigned, and that was done in the presence of the Bishop Emeritus and Archbishop Giovanni Mara. So we also asked Archbishop Vigano that we, we mentioned that Civerevacchia also contains the message that there will be a great apostasy in the Catholic Church. Um, Dr. Hickson noted that many believe that there are bishops and cardinals within the Church who are either Freemasons or collaborate with Freemasons. We asked Archbishop Vigano if he thought um, himself if or had any knowledge of this, especially in light of his diplomatic work in the, in the diplomatic core of the Church. He responded, he said, the Masonic octopus clutches the Catholic Church in its tentacles is neither a rumor nor a secret. Right in the Vatican, the very stronghold of the Catholic Church, Masonry has armed itself with diabolical patience and waited until it reached the levers of power and command. The heart of Catholicity, continued Archbishop Vigano, which by divine mandate must be a beacon, has long been home to a pomp and pretension that decays it. Archbishop Vigano continued, In Civitavecchia, during an apparition in the garden of the house on August 27, 1995, the Blessed Virgin transmitted an alarming message referring to what was already revealed at Fatima. And this is the quote, My children, the darkness of Satan is now obscuring the whole world, and it is also obscuring the Church of God. She said, continued, Prepare to live what I had revealed to my little daughters of Fatima. After the painful years of Satan's darkness, the years of the triumph of my Immaculate Heart are now imminent. Archbishop Vigano said, All the evidence shows that we have entered this time of trial, a decisive test. Quote, he said, the sufferings of the church, as Pope Benedict XVI said on the same journey to Fatima that mentioned it was in 2010. He said, Pope Benedict said, those trials come from within the church, uh, come from within, from the sin that exists in the church. This has always been known, but today we see it in a truly terrifying way, end quote. Archbishop Vigano continued, he added, If the triumph of the Immaculate Heart is not far away, now is the time of battle. And she, who is our leader, that's Our Lady, and Corredemptrix, wants to see us fight, suffer, and implore her victory, which is now at the gates. And he quotes Our Lady in these words, Through you I can spread the light of faith in these days of great apostasy. You are the light of the Lord, because you are children totally consecrated to me. Let yourselves be guided by me, if you listen to me with true love, and fulfill my requests by walking the path that I point out to you in your mind and your heart. Through, through you, 
I can realize the great divine design of the great triumph of my Immaculate Heart. That was a message from Our Lady given September 8th, 1995. We did ask Archbishop Vigano if he had ever met the visionary Jessica Grigori and the Grigori family, and he answered this way. He said, Bishop Grio, whom I knew well for many years since he also worked in the Secretariat of State, where Archbishop Vigano worked, he said, Archbishop, uh, he said, Bishop Grio invited me to Civitavecchia to introduce me to the Grigori family. It was on the occasion of the Feast of Pentecost at the end of the 1990s. We were gathered in prayer in front of the little grotto surmounted by shrubs where the statue of Our Lady stood. It was then that I personally, that's Archbishop Vigano speaking, that I personally witnessed the exuding of perfumed balm from the base of the statue. The balm even exuded from the leaves of one of the shrubs and a drop fell on my head. Given the importance of the exuding oil, Bishop Grio took the statue in his hands and while Fabio Gregori led us inside the house, we took some cotton and collected the balm that continued to flow out copiously. I had the opportunity to hold the statue of the Virgin in my own hands. In memory of that extraordinary event, I still keep a handkerchief with a wad of cotton that was soaked in the miraculous balm, as well as a small leaf from which a drop of the balm dripped onto my head. Hello, friends. To celebrate the momentous overturning of Roe v. Wade, we at LifeSite have minted just under 10,000 of these brand new limited edition pro-life silver rounds. Now, each round is stamped with the image of the Supreme Court of the United States featuring the date that the High Court delivered this historic victory. And on the front of our pure silver rounds, LifeSite's logo surrounded by a brilliant sunburst and draped with olive branches. They, of course, commemorate our 25-year anniversary of LifeSite News. We began in 1997 in September, so September of 2022 was 25 years. These one ounce silver rounds are available from our partners at stjosephspartners.com where you can fulfill all of your silver and gold needs in this perilous time. May God bless you. Dr. Hickson also asked Archbishop Vigano, it seems that Jessica received from Our Lady the content of the third secret of Fatima, which she then passed on to the Pope. Our Lady said, quote, the darkness of Satan is now darkening the whole world and is also darkening the Church of God, prepare to live what I had revealed to my little daughters of Fatima. We asked Archbishop Vigano if he could tell us about Jessica's meeting with Sister Lucia in the 90s and what their conversation uh, brought about. And Archbishop Vigano responded, regarding the content of the secret received from Jessica and reserved for the Pope alone, it was written by her hand and sealed in a sealed envelope and delivered to Bishop Grio. It was never revealed whether it was actually delivered to the recipient. As for the meeting with Sister Lucia, Archbishop Vigano said, here is what is known. In 1996, Jessica went on pilgrimage to Fatima with her family. They were accompanied by the spiritual director, Father Manuel Hernandez Jerez, who celebrated Mass in the monastery of Coambra, where the, in the presence of the Grigori family and Sister Lucia, and at the end of the service, Jessica and Sister Lucia had a private conversation. Those who know Sister Lucia's comportment, added Archbishop Vigano, and obedience can understand that the mere fact that this meeting took place without having been preceded by the usual procedures is obviously something out of the ordinary. 
The event is witnessed in writing with great detail and has never been denied. So, Archbishop Vigano added, more than this, I believe, that no one will ever know since Sister Lucia is dead and Jessica does not let a word slip to anyone about the secret. The account of the visit by the spiritual director can be found in Father Flavio Ubodi's book, Civitavecchia, 25 Anni con Maria. LifeSite also asked Archbishop Vigano about Our Lady of Civitavecchia uh, having said, and I quote, Satan is taking over all humanity, and now he is trying to destroy the Church of God through many priests. End quote. We asked Archbishop uh, Vigano to comment on these words. He actually replied, saying any comment would be superfluous. He quoted further Our Lady's words, it's Our Lady in her appearance of Civita Vecchia, saying this, and I'll quote them all directly. Quote, I am giving you painful news. Satan is taking over all humanity, and now he is trying to destroy the Church of God by means of many priests. She continued, Satan knows that his time is running out because my son Jesus is about to intervene. I beg you, help me. Do not let my son intervene because I, your mother, want to save many souls and bring them to my son and not leave them to Satan. Pray that God, our Father, will grant me some more time, because this is the last period granted to me by God. My mantle is now open to all of you, full of graces, to place you all close to my Immaculate Heart. It is about to close. Then my Son will deliver his divine justice. So, she added, by the way, that a danger looms over the Holy Father, that's over the Pope, a fierce attack by Satan, end quote. So finally, LifeSite asked uh, Archbishop Vigano, it seems that the message of Our Lady of Civitavecchia is also one of hope. And we asked him to end there with um, his reflections on that. He said, the last message given on December 23rd, 2018, seems to me to be the best answer to the question. On that day, in the shrine of the statue of Our Lady, the parish church of St. Augustine, the Holy Virgin, appeared to Fabio and Anna Maria during Holy Mass and gave this message. She said, and I quote, The church of my Jesus is clouded by the smoke of Satan and many consecrated people called to preach his word have fallen into Satan's traps, just as Judas also fell. But Jesus loves them and hopes in their conversion and salvation. She continued, To you we have entrusted a task to bear witness to the truth, Jesus Christ, to point to the point of ascending Calvary and being nailed to the cross with him. You are asked to bear witness to what we have entrusted to you, to be always faithful and obedient to the church of my son Jesus, bearing witness to the truth and rejecting the lie. He asked you to carry the cross. The road will be long, torturous and suffering, but then the light of the Lord will shine forth and you must bear witness to this light in the normality of daily life by your words and life. She continued, May the church in her militant little remnant fight and resist, unyielding to any compromise with the world and its prince, indifferent to the approval of others, insensitive to flattery, always absorbed in God like Mary, lost in him and faithful.
and Archbishop Vigano said that he would like to conclude our interview in the words of the great Pope Pius XII, and he quoted them, You, kneeling at the feet of the Immaculate Queen, must be willing not to rest until you see her reign supreme over everything and everyone, first in yourselves, then around you, in families, classes, and social groups, and in all private and public activities. End quote. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. May God bless you, and be sure to check out the full interview at LifeSiteNews.com. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.